Welcome to Shaylee and Katie's Lemonade Stand. We're trying to figure out how to do this thing. The mom thing, the entrepreneur thing. All while turning all the lemons into lemonade. I'm Katie Day, a mom of four. And I'm Shaylee Murphy, a mom of two. Shaylee, before I had an accounting software, do you know it used to stress me out? What? I would be like, okay, they want to pay in three installments, but how am I going to keep track of this, truly? Like, because if I forget, I'm screwed. They don't pay you anymore. And I have more than one client. How am I, ah, the it's so easy now. That, right. And when it comes through, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I can, I can set up automated reminders that I don't. FreshBooks keeps everything organized and as a designer, you can brand it, which as a creative is super cool because invoices be ugly, usually. Not anymore. Not with FreshBooks. Um, the all new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, it's packed full of powerful features. You can create and send beautiful professional looking invoices in 30 seconds or less that are on brand. You can set up online payments with just a couple clicks and get paid days faster. Like Katie days faster. Katie yeah, days yeah. gets paid faster. And you can see when your client has seen your invoice. So you're in the driver's seat and don't have to sit and wonder. FreshBooks is offering a 30 day unrestricted free trial to all of our listeners and to claim it. You just go to freshbooks.com slash SK and enter Shaylee and Katie and the how did you hear about a section. Not only will you get to try out FreshBooks for free, but you're supporting the podcast. Yeah, by the way, we don't really make money off you using FreshBooks, but they did buy an ad. So if you put, yeah. if you put us in there, they know you did it because of us. And, then and they'll they buy, more buy more ads more eventually. And then we'll keep making podcast episodes and we all win. Shaylee, everyone loves payday, right? But loving a payroll provider, that's a little weird. That's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country are falling in love with payroll by Gusto. This Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use. You can even have benefits and management tools to help take care of your team and to keep your business safe. It's loyal. It's modern. You might even fall in love with it yourself. (gasps) Listeners get three months free when they run their first payroll. So try a demo, test it out at gusto.com slash SK. What's that, Shaylee? That's gusto.com slash SK. Welcome back to Shaylee and Katie's Lemonade Stand. Yes. You got your cup. I got you my cup. You got your straw. I got my coffee. You got a lemon wedge. I mean, I mean lemonade. I got yeah. a lemon in my coffee. Held it. Um, today we're going to be talking about leadership and managing a creative team. Mm. Loosely. This can also be applied to families. Okay, cool. There you go. Managing your creative, creative team. Household. Creative household. Or just yourself, you know? No, this doesn't apply to that. But first, we have to thank our amazing fake sponsor. Amazing fake sponsor. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Team Management Apps. Hmm. Team Management Apps. Don't waste your time texting your team. Message them through this here app that you can text through. <laughs> Kind of like a text, but it's a separate app. It's more efficient. It's simplified. It's a different app. It's simplified. Thanks, Thanks team, team management, management apps. apps. They will not be named. <laughs> that I also use. <sighs> ah, okay, that's good. So, in a nutshell, Katie. Yes. Here's where this topic came from. I'm in a business leadership group. Of course you are. Be impressed. Oh they gosh. meet at 7.30 in the morning. This is my nightmare. Um, there's a business coach in the group. So, every time, every month we do a training topic. This poor business coach always gets looped in to training all of us because no one, everyone's like, anybody got anything? No, Randy? And he's like, I have this PowerPoint here already, you know, ready to go because it's what I do for a living. So we're like, do it for free for us, Randy. Oh, cool. And then I'm going to take that content, dumb it down, and regurgitate it 
onto my podcast. Let's hear it. But I'm giving Randy credit. Okay. So this is from awesome Randy Mays, who is very smart. Um, and then I've Shaylee and Katie did. So basically, we're going to talk about what drives teams or families okay. and ways to help create an environment to do that in the best way. Okay. So the big idea is how to get your team and yourself engaged, aligned, focused, and accountable so you can improve results. So this is written in a very business way. We're going to take it more personal. Okay. Um, leadership. Like what is leadership, Katie? I don't know. I'll t- let me tell you. Oh, gosh. Uh, it's taking people to places that they would not go or could not go on their own. Aww. But isn't that so true? Like That's cute. And family and, like, you know, we're trying to lead our kids and yeah. lead other people around us. So it's like just helping them get to the, you know, inside Target without getting hit by a car sometimes. Is That's true. Leadership. So research. Okay. Gallup's study of the American workplace, they looked at more than 195,000 U.S. employees back in 2015 and 16 and looked at 31 million respondents through the Gallup's client database. So a lot of people. Okay. That's what I'll simplify that down to after I read it. Um, And it created ways, the whole point of this study was to help business leaders optimize their attraction for potential employees retention, engagement, and performance. So let's say I ran a huge company. This would be really valuable because I'm trying to get what's, you know, most how to get all the excellent things out of my employees and then keep them there so you don't waste time training them. Um, I manage a smaller team of like four Mm -hmm. subcontractors for our little business and myself and Jonathan and whatever. Jonathan and I kind of manage each other. It's healthy. Um, So this is helpful for that, but then I feel like in every area that you're a leader in your life, it's very helpful. So what did Gallup find? So Katie, what do you think were the four most important factors that based on the research made people willing to follow a leader? Do you have a guess? I think you have to believe that the leader is competent okay. and like trustworthy. Like it's hard to follow someone that you think is like a villain. Yeah, that's good. Not a garbage person. Yeah. Okay. Is this the qualities of the leader or just like in general? Uh, just just factors. Uh, mm, you have to believe in the project you're doing. Believe it matters. That's good. Uh, good. Do you, you think compensation is important? Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. Probably. Did you get something out of it? I'm, I'm leading you the wrong way possibly now just to prove a point. Um, okay. So the conclusion was stability. Hope, compassion, and trust. Oh my goodness! A lot of this is from a parenting book I read. Some of them are <laughs> serious, yeah. But isn't that crazy? Because you would think money—they want money and they want status—but it's like all of the like good things. They're, people are looking for like trust mm-hmm. between employee employer or family. Mm-hmm. Totally same. Compassion, feeling like the person actually cares about them. Hope, like they're doing something. For a purpose, something bigger than themselves, and then, like, stability. Like, it's not even, like, about money. They just want to feel like they're in a stable environment. Like, it's not one day it's this and one day it's that, and they don't know which way to... You might get your job taken away from you, but you might not. Yeah, but it's totally the same thing with kids. Stability with their schedule. Mm. Hope that they're going to get to go to the playground later. (laughs) (laughs) No, but compassion from you and then trust is... I understand why you're upset right now. I get it. I'd be upset if I broke my toy too. Right, right. And trust me, I'm a reliable person who has your best interest at heart. Because remember earlier when I said don't run into the street and you didn't and then the car came by? 
Yeah. Right? Remember? There's a reason. There's a reason behind Trust everything me. I'm saying. Right. Please, toddler. Yeah. So, okay. So, just Google research. When you looked at individual teams, so these could be family units or teams that work together in businesses. So, team study mixed of high-end, high-performing, and low-performing teams. Mm-hmm. So, this is not just teams that knock it out of the park. It's just whether they're performing low or high. They studied everyone. 180. And they conducted a ton of interviews to get a sense of what they thought drove team effectiveness. So they looked at all of the data and they landed on psychological safety is number one. So for them to feel like they're in a safe place, I'll break it down. Okay. In a safe place psychologically. Number two is dependability. Three, structure and clarity. Also important. Four, meaning. Five, impact. So these are what all of the researchers found It was less about who was on the team and more about how the team worked together. Mm -hmm. So those are all the things inside the team that allowed it to function successfully. So psychological safety. So that's basically an individual's perception of the consequences of taking an interpersonal risk. So feeling comfortable to have a bad idea out Mm, loud. I love that. Um, Feeling comfortable to, in a, a family unit, Maybe Opal could tell me when I walk in and she's doing something really extravagant and I'm like, it's time to go to be like, but I'm, I'm doing this thing and it's important to me because of these reasons. And instead of squashing on that, Mm -hmm. being like understanding and creating a safe place for her to be able to tell me the weird toy mountain she has and why she did it instead Mm -hmm. of just yelling at her and kicking her toys down and cleaning them up, you know, whatever. It's creating a safe space is an easier way. So it's a safe place for risk taking, um, in the face of being seen as ignorant, incompetent, negative, or disruptive. So that would be my fear if I'm working as part of a team is I don't want anyone to think I'm being negative. Mm-hmm. So I maybe wouldn't say stuff, but that's not the way that the team can function in the most healthy way. So um, in a team with a high psychological safety, which is the number one important thing that everyone came to, teammates feel safe to take risks around the team members and they feel confident that no one will embarrass or punish them for admitting a mistake, asking a question, or offering a new idea. That's beautiful. I know. That's the number one thing. So it's like all people want is like a safe place. So when yeah. people say it's a safe space, we're like, no bad ideas, but it's truly meaning it, not poo-pooing on their bad ideas, not making them feel dumb, not harboring a list of them and making fun of them later right. for it. Yes. Same thing with your kids. It's like creating just a safe space. So that is the number one way that your team or your family or your friend group or whatever, group of volunteers you lead at church, whatever, are going to function in the best way. And when you look at like 1980s bosses and movies, they lead with such a heavy hammer even don't ask questions 1950s parents you right. know whatever yeah it's don't ask questions because i said so i don't want to hear it right and that's not going to be the way that you get a team or a family to be the most productive mm-hmm. or be the best version of themselves or get anything done or make forward movement in any way mm-hmm. so psychological safety conversational turn taking this is a hard one for me so when I'm leading a creative team, having meetings, even with just Jonathan, instead of just laying it all out like I've planned, or even with Opal, Moses doesn't talk yet, um, having conversational turn-taking 
that's a huge factor in the psychological safety. So allowing them to be able to express themselves and mm-hmm. their thoughts and their ideas instead of just me talking at them. Yes. And creating a whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then empathy and emotional intelligence. And when they come to something, instead of being like, that's dumb, being able to create a space where even if you don't agree with it, they feel it's a safe place to have a conversation, tell their side of it. And honestly, a lot of times when you kind of get like angry at, not angry, but like at your child or you just think, why are they doing this? And in your brain, it's this one reason that they did it and you don't agree with it or you don't think it was right. When you hear their thought process of how they arrived at that, you usually are like, oh, oh, I could see that side. Questions on psychological safety. I was going to say too, a lot of people don't, or like, I don't have a lot of, I'm not gifted at empathy, Mm. but I heard it explained once too that all empathy is, is imagination. (laughs) You just think about the other person and pretend you're them. And every single child on earth was born with the capacity for imagination. That's why we pretended we were bears. What would a bear want? So just a lot of times it's you're not taking the time to do it. And you don't think you have the time. Yeah. And if the other person's not talking back, creating a space to where they feel comfortable to do that. And I think in the business world, too, a good way to do that is to ask the questions, to show them that it's okay to also have a conversation about their thoughts and feelings that are also valuable in creating the trust. Um, But then also asking, what can I do better as a boss? Yes. What can I do better as a mom? What can I do better as a spouse? Mm-hmm. Which Model I think it. is one of the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> Opening yourself up for criticism and then being able to like take it. Yes. And not get defensive. That for me is really hard. Mm-hmm. Like the thought, even being like, Katie, what can I do better as a podcast co-host? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. To help people. I don't know. This is just a hypothetical. I have a list. <laughs> That's the segment. Hold on. No. <laughs> um, anyway, but just posturing everything in your life and viewing yourself as a leader and being able to create this space for others is so important and hard to do, especially for someone who talks a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Do you feel like, well, I have questions later. I'll keep going and then we'll ask questions at the end. Um, Okay. So what do people want most in life? Self-worth, dignity, respect, a sense of accomplishment, and to be part of something bigger than themselves. So I think that the millennials kind of get a bad rap for like, they just want to do whatever they want and everything has to have like a social reason. And it's like, well, yeah, but like don't dog on people for just like wanting to be a part of something that's like making the world a better place. Mm -hmm. I think that's fine. And I think every business, whether it's selling cars or selling whatever, you can still add that element in it. One of the guys in our leadership group is, he owns like a HVAC business And it's a huge business, but they do, like, make-a-wish stuff and, like, Mm -hmm. give the kid the make-a-wish thing. And a bunch of his employees will dress up like the characters of Disney that they're about to send the Mm make-a-wish kid on the thing. And they do tons of charity stuff and tons of... So I'm like, HVAC, maybe that's not, like, you know, the most, like, deeper purpose and meaning other than, you know, you're getting a pregnant lady's house air conditioned. That's obviously important. It's not nothing. Not nothing. Um, So they're helping people, but I think adding ways and areas that they're able to like serve a bigger purpose while still working with you is important. Yeah. How could we do that as a family? Yeah. Oh, Ooh. Got an answer for that? Make a wish. 
Make a wish. It's always make a wish is the answer. It's making your kids' wishes come true. You're like, but not Disney World, Silver City. <laughs> We're going to Disney World one time, I've decided. One time, yeah. And no one is going to be napping aged. Yeah, that's good. That's what I'm doing too. Man, I've had to fight. I've had to fight Disney off like a bad sinus infection. Everyone keeps wanting to go to Disney and my family, both, both in-laws. And it's, I love it. But then the thought of having a sweaty, sweaty little baby strapped in my body that needs to like feed off of me and nap half the time. Just getting there, the amount of money to spend. Mm, it's so expensive. Yeah, we're pushing it off. I was like, did you see how much she loved Silver Dollar City? That's the theme park that's 45 minutes away from our <laughs> house, by the way. It's great. It's the number one theme park in the world. Oh, is it? By themed, I mean they dress like it's from the 1900s, oh, right? there you go. Um, so it's different from an amusement park, but yeah. I don't know if that's, I don't know. Don't Google that. I don't know if that's still accurate. There's some park enthusiasts it's like but it actually <laughs> actually uh it does have though like the dumbo ride that they have it silver dollars or that they have at disney world and it has like the frog thing and the teacups so part of me is like would she really know it's all gonna feel big right there's just so no true. lines she gets to do the teacups five times in a row um anyway so her self-worth is surrounded by a teacup and sipped into I don't know. I'm getting off. No, I think you nailed that. Yeah, it's teacup. I was trying to be like, remember that makes sense. This is why we're talking about this. Uh-huh. Okay. Not because make a wish. Back to trust. <laughs> oh, man. I digress. <laughs> okay. Boy, when I have an outline, I really just can just, with a ruler, just see exactly how far I've gotten off track. <laughs> okay. Why trust matters. We're back to trust and self-work. Okay. Self-worth. So I did a, ta- a podcast on the brain once. <laughs> which is dabbling in surgery I shouldn't be dabbling in. <laughs> um, so I'm going to very briefly talk about the brain but and why trust matters in leadership. So when we distrust someone, we're thinking with our reptile brain, yes, which is in the back low part of the brain. So we see reality through threats and fear and we shut down. Hmm. So if we don't trust someone, we're going to reveal less, We're going to expect mistakes and look for them, assume the worst always, look with caution, interpret with fear, tell secrets, and turn into yes people. Mm -hmm. So that's the leader that has little peons underneath them that are all, don't trust them. Right. That are going to quit and they're going to, you know, quit and leave and they have no idea what happened. But they're all like, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, that's great. Mm. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Mm, you're so smart. Oh, that sounds great. And that leader, you have all these people who could add and be giving more ideas and creating more developed thoughts and moving forward as a team. But instead, none of them trust you. So they're all gossiping, office gossip behind your back, telling secrets, fear, always assuming the worst, expecting mistakes in everyone. That's a horrible work environment. Mm. Horrible team to be a part of. So when you can... Create trust instead of distrust. Everyone starts thinking with their prefrontal cortex, which is the important part of the brain. It's the front part. And so basically they go from a resistor, skeptic, wait and seize, kind of the middle arc when you're trying to pull them over to the trust, experimenter, and then they get to the co-creator. So they move to the we instead of the I. Mm -hmm. So instead of self-preservation, they move to the trust side. And then they see reality more clearly and are more open to engaged. And you're going to get, they're going to reveal more. They're going to expect the unexpected, assume the best, which is everyone's functioning better when people can do that. 
They're going to look with an open heart, interpret with facts, not just lies. They're going to tell the truth and they're going to say yes to telling the truth. So if some if you have a bad idea as a leader, I want someone to say, hey, yes, but here's something that could be wrong with that, or here's another idea I had, or hey, you don't have to take this, but here's another thought. This could be a horrible idea, but blah, 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 blah. And even, even in work with, when Jonathan and I are working with clients, like clients don't do, you know, creative direction day in, day out. Most of them, some do, but they don't do video day in, day out. But I want their thoughts and ideas. Like they're more you know, married to the subject content of what we're creating, what they've hired us to create. So it's not even like, oh, they're paying us. I guess we'll take their ideas too. It's like, no, that's how the best ideas get there. Mm -hmm. Jonathan and I can take it to a point, but everyone throw in, let's throw in all the bad ideas and get to the best idea, throw in all the good ideas Mm -hmm. and then get to the best one. And it's a process and it takes a little trust circle. Yes. A little trust nest. Have you been in uh, teams that function on either side of this? Yeah, I mean, I think I've been spoiled by being in creative uh, industries, and it does feel like that's like a given, at least what I've experienced, Mm -hmm. because it's like, we are here to brainstorm. Let's begin by saying there are no bad ideas in a brainstorm. Let's begin. Safe space. Improv is all about saying yes and adding to. If you say no, the scene stops immediately and the audience is bored and they want their money back. And feel uncomfortable, probably. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, well, that's weird. That person's embarrassed. That That's a little weird. If you've ever been in a scene where you say, um, oh, we're on a desert island, but look, there's a map. And then your partner goes, that's not a map. That's a leaf. <laughs> and you go, oh, cool. I guess we'll just stay here then. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> I guess we'll just stay on this island and not progress the reason. scene. Oh, that's fun. Has that happened? Uh, that happened, and then you know what I said? What? <laughs> no, it's not. It's a map, you dummy. No, I said, oh, you're right. Oh, look at this map. That's for sure a map and not a leaf right next <laughs> to the first leaf. <laughs> and then the audience died laughing. Yeah, and, then we so seen, and then afterwards she went, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> oh, man. Improv's harder than just being witty. Oh, man. My oneness would just... Totally call your map a leaf. I'm sorry. <laughs> she was one. Uh, she was. I know, right? Right? Okay. So, bringing this back to a personal level and something that you can kind of think when you're branching out, managing a team, managing your family, managing a relationship or a marriage, managing a podcast co-host situation. Mm-hmm. Some things you can ask yourself when people are around you Do they feel, dot, 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 esteemed, valued, safe, understood, respected, and better off? Beautiful. It's kind of a hard one. This is what my parenting style always comes back to, which is what kind of person do you want to be? When people talk about you, what are the words you want them to say? At your funeral. Do you feel like that is what is happening? And then we had a really sweet moment the other day because I met a mom. I went to the Booster Club meeting for the first time. I met a mom. We realized our kids had a mutual teacher last year and then she texted me after the fact and said, I asked my son if he knew your daughter and he said, I love Callie. She's always smiling. She's like the Aww. nicest girl in school. She's so friendly. And I read it out loud to Callie and she beamed and I, I like was teary eyed and I was like, Callie, this is what we've been talking about. Like, this is how people describe you. 
when they How are cool. not in front of you yes. to their moms, which to is the moms. safest place to trash talk a kid yeah, at school. Absolutely. So I was that's really I was like special. you did it. <laughs> like Aww. you did it. <sighs> that's really sweet. It was cool. I wanna ask a whole bunch of people what they think about No I don't. No we don't. <laughs> that's called reviews and we've seen people no actually everyone's very sweet on this normally. Um <sighs> I want people to talk about Opal like that too. I feel like if I asked some kids they'd be like she tried to change my diaper, and I've been potty trained for three years. <laughs> you know, uh, Kelly's nine. She tried to feed me lunch. I have a few more years before. No, Opal's very, she's very sweet. She, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the challenge. In conclusion, sometimes it's not money that matters to those on your team. Actually, this is proven it's usually not money that matters to people on yeah, your team. Right. Or the sucker that matters to your toddler. Okay, the sucker probably is what matters to your toddler. I don't know when that switches. <laughs> Toddlers don't uh, quite have the capacity. Yeah. The emotional development to see beyond the sucker. No, it's the sucker. Yeah, uh, it's the sucker. But people want to be led by leaders who respect them, listen, share control, and let everyone come to the table with ideas. Yes. So be a good boss, be a good parent, be a good partner, and create a space that's safe for others without being judged. And seek to understand other point of views. This is my little wrap-up I wrote. That's really professional like right now. Uh, respect their decision. And if you don't fully understand them right away, it's fine. You're not the only one with good ideas. Mm-hmm. Not that I've ever thought that. <laughs> Surround yourself with good people and try to assume the best. And I found, if we're just talking about leading a creative team. Yes. Having consistent meetings is so important. And it might just be my personality but my lack of leading well always comes down to communication and not having consistent meetings. Part of it is because I think I'm busy and raising kids. But having consistent meetings, listen as much as I talk, which is, oh, age-old struggle. Uh, communicate openly and show your vulnerability and apologize when you've done something wrong. Mm. So there have been so many times where I feel like I have to email back. Someone will ask, do you have everything you need for this project? And then we'll send it in and the head person will say, hey, you didn't have the logo on the end of that. Did this person not get you that logo? And the peon, two rungs down on the importance ladder, that's, they're important in life, but you know, pay grade, whatever. They'll be like, did they not get you that? And I could have been like, no, they didn't get us. And no, they didn't. But they emailed and said, do you have everything you need? Can I get you anything else? And I said, we should be good. So to me, going back and replying to all, not just the one person, and saying, hey, he checked in with me two weeks ago and asked if I needed anything. And I said, no, that's our bad. We didn't have the thing we needed. Um, That's something that I think goes a long way too. Because it's like, I think accepting guilt and fault and asking for an apology when you're in a point of leadership is really important for other people to see. So mm, that is anyway. really cool. You know yeah. what is funny too is Shaylee and I were accidentally copied on something with our sponsor. Oh, the sponsor yes, one. yes. And you know what was really cool was everything he said was exactly what he told us yes, in person. It felt yes. like a very credible moment where we were like, "Oh, th- we weren't meant to be copied. We shouldn't be reading this." Aww. Oh, this is exactly what he said he was going to do. If we were just copied, we wouldn't have said anything, but it was oh, just true. sent to us. So we had to. Not them, right. we had to be like, hey, this is supposed to go to your boss to get us the money. So right. I'm sorry, but it came to us. But thank you. But thank you. That was really it nice. like you really um, you are like a very us. honest person. And yeah. That was cool. That was. Um, okay. Yeah, I like that a lot. And, Any other uh, thoughts and wrap-ups? When you say consistent meetings, yeah. um, you mean like 
Um, we don't really have anything to talk about. We're going to check in anyway, regularly. You always have stuff to talk about. Right. You never think you have stuff to talk about. Right. And that's been my pitfall is I'm like, okay, well, I emailed them on, you know, I slacked them. That thing. I'm sure they saw it. And I thought we weren't saying Slack. Trelloed. I'm just going to name drop all of them. Then you don't know which one. <laughs> we use Trello, Slack, <laughs> Facebook old Messenger, old-fashioned text messaging and email. It's like if it's really important, they get an email. I'm like, you need to be able to search this later. You can search in Slack. Anyway. Um, and then if they get a follow-up text, then it's really the passive-aggressive level is high. Mm-hmm. Um, I found, ideally, once-a-week meetings. Usually a bunch of them get canceled. these statuses. Statuses. I mean. Status report. Whatever. This is an informal. Yeah. It's like if you know some Straight up meetings. If you know a project's going to take a year, they go ahead and book you a status meeting once a week for the whole yeah. year. Yeah. And then if, if you cancel them, it's fine. Sometimes they happen through email if we're traveling or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of just getting everyone on the same page and talking through it. And usually you find when talking through it out loud, even if it's like, hey, we have four projects going with you. Let's just talk through them. Mm-hmm. You find out, oh, we did not understand it the same way on this point. I'm so glad we're talking about it. Because when you said this, I said, oh, no, 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 you need this. And this isn't the point of the video. It's this. Or, oh, all the logos are in this place. I thought you knew where those were, but you don't clearly because you mentioned not knowing what went on the end of the video mm-hmm. or whatever. So there are always good things that come out of those, even if they feel like it's a pointless meeting and they could be a waste of time. I think they're the most important thing. And they can happen on the phone if you need to. Okay, so then taking this to the family level. Mm. My family had what we called... Status meetings? Family meeting. Family meetings. Yeah. Talk me through those. But usually it was in response to something that was kind of like, mm. this thing's broken. So right. family meeting right here now in the living room. Everybody come in here. And then, Preventative. Preventative family meetings. Yeah, these were like reactive family, right. family those meetings. Those are more like family meltdowns. No, they were very civil, but I would say, um, I mean, I kind of have to give the credit to my mom because uh, my dad is very non-confrontational. Um, so it's, I think it's, it was probably very, looking back, I didn't really know this as a kid because they seem really united on it. Like, oh, mom and dad have decided to have a family meeting. My uh-huh. dad probably hated it. <laughs> probably was like, <laughs> no. oh. But I think it helped support her because if we were all kind of, nipping at each other his default might be to walk out of the room and just kind of oh, be like right. i don't want to deal with this and so she's kind of like get back in here kid get back in here Kelly. we're doing it and then we'd sit down and she i mean we were not allowed to leave until we could hash it out and then we've been laughing about it later like now as adults because everyone played the same role which was <laughs> kelly was not gonna leave until everyone agreed that she was right <laughs> i would sit there silently thinking if if kelly just said you're right, Mom. I disrespected you. Which is this Kelly's would your be sister. Over. Yes, yeah. my older sister. She's the oldest. And she would always be like, why can't we just be equals? Why don't you respect she's me like, because as you're the child? Yes. And then my brother would say, look around you, because he's a salesman. Look around you. Every single kid in this room has straight A's. We're involved <gasps> in sports. Like, none of us do drugs. None of us, like, got pregnant. Like, this is the most ridiculous meeting. Like, uh, your worst day with us is some other parents' like, best, best day. day. Like, oh, congratulations. We are the best. We should not even be having this meeting regardless. And I'd be thinking, if he just said, good point, Mom. I should have been home when I said, this would be over. Instead, we're going to sit here for three more hours while I silently, as the youngest child, just, like, solve everybody's, like, word. And then my dad's silent, going, oh, this is terrible. And then she'd be like, Ken? What do you think? Back and he's like, you here. need to respect your mom. And I'd be like, this is terrible. So how do you feel like this? Okay, so walk me through what would have been ideal. I think what would have been ideal is uh, 
based on what we've learned. <laughs> well, it's possibly. I think it's great to have them, and yeah. even if it's messy, I think it's still yeah, great. yeah. yeah. I thought it's that still was better like, than not. I think that was like a beautiful, like, and actually kind of a progressive. Like I read it in my parenting books now about the what's your beef night I told you about, <laughs> where it's like they have it like scheduled, and they're like literally at the dinner table like once a month. We'll, we'll just call it what's your beef with me and mom. And it's like a safe place for you to be like, what's oh, been annoying yeah. you or what are we doing Ooh. that's like driving you crazy? And then they, their rule is to sit there and take it and not make an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like if something if something's like a very simple misunderstanding, be like, oh, oh, I just, I thought it was that thing. That's fine. But instead of saying, I do that because, because I love this, you. this twist and I'm not, I'm devaluing everything yeah, you just yeah, said. Yeah. It's, you take it and you go, that's okay. annoying. Okay. Now I know that's annoying. And you don't have to sit around going, mom's annoying me, but I don't know how to bring it up because you can't take oh, criticism that's and okay. I'm in a, a harbor it. That's usually then, when the kid looks up and goes, mommy, I feel like you're on your phone too much when you're with me. And then yes. you're like, die inside. Yes. That would be that moment. Um, mm. Yes. But... I think possibly the thing that is helpful about family, again, regardless of whether it was proactive or reactive, I still think it was good. But mm-hmm. I think proactive is probably when people are less emotional. Right, you know? right. So if it's like, we just got in a fight and we had to leave the restaurant because I was so frustrated with you guys. And so we're having a family meeting right now while everyone's still very mad. Right. Um, which is a real example. Oh. <laughs> it was my birthday. <laughs> oh, uh, We left the restaurant. Mm. Um, and then I was like, this is having a family meeting on my birthday. I want to play with my new Nala toy, but it's over there. <laughs> How oh. old were you in this? I think I was like, I vividly remember it. I'm going to say I was like 11. Google when Lion King came out and I'll tell you. Because oh, okay. it was okay. fresh, it was hot off the precious. And now it is again. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, so. a little scary for the youngins. Oh, I th- I'm all about the Denmark way of raising kids. Have you heard of this? No, you just let them like see all the filth and then say, yeah, you better stay with me or you're going to get killed when like that lion. filth, do you mean violence? I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, but got scared I'm like, from it's the not sexy mermaid. if that's what you're No, no, no. You know, there's a Nella. Nella. The way scene. she looks at him. She licks his cheek and it's intense. Oh, man. Um, but I think uh, if there's a chance to have it scheduled, as you're saying, as like mm-hmm. a regular status mm-hmm. report, and then it's kind of like, a, well, there's this thing that's not that big of a it. deal, but it feels like it might be yeah. Or is that just like a marriage meeting? Like, is it like once a month you do the budget? I think you have marriage and family ones. Yeah, maybe. And then here's what I like about it. As you've been explaining it, everyone knows when you get into a little tiff-tiff with yes. a spouse or a, a child, everything that bothers you about them comes flooding out. And another thing. And also, when you do this and leave your sock, it makes me want to die inside. <laughs> so you take all of those things, they're going to come out. And they're right. going to come out when you have the meeting. And if the meeting comes out of a place of being upset at the other one, it's going to all come out in an angry way. Right. If you say, hey, let's have a meeting. It's like, about what? I don't know, just life. Like, how is everything? They're going to start searching their brain and the same thing's going to come out of it. But, from but like they're a coming calmness. from like a calm, fine, like, hey, actually, like, if we could both try to like straighten the house at night so like all the socks are put mm-hmm. away, like that'd be awesome because sometimes I feel like I'm having to put away everything mm-hmm. and there's not help and that's something like, oh man, my brain just feels so good and the other person's like, oh yeah, I'll take my socks upstairs. Right. And it's like, oh, we solved that problem and all these little things that are in the back of my mind are coming out in a healthy way, yeah, that's in a good. calm way instead of, so even if you don't think you have anything, like we all got, get in a fight and you'll find the things. Right, Like totally. the things are there yes. floating around in your brain. You just have to consciously think about them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I think we kind of had an informal version of this this past weekend where it's just kind of like a, a check-in, like, hey, you changed your job two months ago. 
Should we talk should about we talk massive about, life change? Like, should we talk about how that's going? Is it going well? How do you feel right yeah. now when you yeah. leave for work in the morning? How do you feel on Sunday nights? Are you dreading the That's good for him you? as well as you, right. understanding. Um, but I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's good. Because a lot of times what happens is when I move to the farm, we like eight months later, I'm like, we're on a date, which is supposed to be super fun. And like tears are streaming down my face. And I was like, I think I'm just like having a trouble with this move. And he's like, you know, we, it's been eight months and there's not really ever been like a, we moved. How's that going? Yeah. Like, How yeah, do you like? Probably could have done that like one month in and then just kind of had it on our radar. So that's a good point. Man. Status reports. Interesting. Too over the top to schedule it? Because I do like scheduling things. I think if you call it something less than a status report. Sexy status report. <laughs> sexy report. Hey, what's bothering you about me? Uh, <laughs> now let's make it sexy. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, when you leave those socks out, it's just... Mm, it's socksy. Man. <laughs> I'm top. I'm top. I think if you call them something like intentional dates. Right. Where it's like, we're going to intentionally go get coffee and just debrief. I was going to say, maybe it, needs a fun, maybe it needs a fun beverage attached to it to make it more right. fun. <laughs> Tell me a latte yeah. about your feelings. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's good. Huh. That's good. I feel like we just debriefed. Yeah. Uh, I have a segment prepared. Oh. Oh, oh, I have one more thing about apologizing. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. I, this Too is what I try to, to do. This is what I try to do when I apologize. Okay. Here's my theory. My theory is when you have had conflict... And there's any motion mm. at all, mm. which is usually the case. Yes. Um, there is a very slim chance that you <laughs> nailed it, that there's there's probably something you could have done better. I'm Even if they did 99% terribly. You're talking about not an apology, but just like no, I'm you're both there. in a fight. I'm okay. There. So let's, let's <laughs> I'm just saying like, even if you think they're 99% a villain. Like you left the socks out and there's right. nothing I did wrong. Yes, sure. We'll go with socks. I don't know. It's just a... <laughs> but chances are you could have phrased something better. You could have brought it up at a different time. Not you could huffed have not, and puffed for 30 minutes you before. You could have not thrown it out at them as they were leaving for the big presentation. You could have not used that yeah. one word that you know hurts them. That one like adjective that yeah. you know is like a, a nail. You know, there's something you could have done better. And then so what I say is I I am not like world's most perfect wife, but I would say that I am probably faster to apologize than the average sitcom star. Like right. I'm like That's a good I, that's I, a good I like, I'm like I didn't nail it, but as soon as I know I didn't nail it, I have no pride in going like I'm gonna go apologize as quickly as possible. Right, right, right. I'm not gonna like be like, ugh. I don't want them to know I know I failed. Like I'm fine with owning up right. to the part. So what I've learned is when you show your own vulnerability and apologize when you're wrong from your, uh, right. from your point here, um, what I try to do is do an actual apology with no excuse attached. And when I do oh, this but. via text, it's funny because you write it out and then you kind of look at it you and then you have to edit a ah. little bit. So like, hey, this morning I was short-fused, and I threw around some fighting words, and I'm sorry. That's that's a crappy way to start the morning. This yeah. is a real example. We got in a fight this morning. <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, this is very specific. And then I thought about saying, it's my lady time, and those <laughs> those fighting words are right on the tip of my tongue, but I should have controlled them anyway, which is still an apology and owning it, but it threw in like a this excuse. Is why. Yeah. Yeah. And then I deleted that part. And then also it's kind of saying like, 
the words are there. Right, true. It's I'm like backhanded. I'm thinking them, just sometimes I choose to withhold them. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a nice person in my brain, but I can filter it. Are we all? So are we, we all a thinking nice with that reptile brain? Um, yeah, exactly. Um, delete, 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 delete. Oh, wait. I'm sorry this morning. I shouldn't have used fighting words. Uh, that sucked. Okay. Sorry. Sorry you were so annoying this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And then you say, what do you want to apologize for? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but nine times out of ten, they don't react with, or they don't respond with, yeah, you were really unreasonable. It's usually they respond with, I know, I feel terrible. I didn't like that. Sometimes, though, I've gotten, like, a thumbs up or, like, a <laughs> like a thanks or something. And then I just think, okay, but that wasn't to get a, an apology back. Remember, that's not right. Right. Well, let's say they were distracted and you're going to talk about it later. Usually, if, like, face-to-face, it's not like, thanks, that was really big of you to admit that you were yeah, 100% at fault. Yeah, it comes with... <laughs> it's like, usually they're like, yeah, Me I don't too. know why I, like decided that moment to just spring that, yeah, uh, you know, whatever good. criticism on you. Uh, anyway, I'll add that I think apologizing when you're not emotionally still in it. Yes. It's probably the best time. Well, because I don't think I'm capable of it when I'm not. Right. But <laughs> even if you're just like, I'm just going to apologize, get this done. That never comes out. Like, well, well, I'm sorry you were offended. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, well, I'm sorry, but blah, 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 blah. And I'll be like, not a real apology. Not does real not apology. count. No. Does not count. It's so true. Not accepted. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I'm also trying to be generous when someone apologizes and they don't nail it. I'm they're trying to still, say, like, they still probably was, that was vulnerable and it's fine. So I have higher standards for my apologies than I do for others, which I think is probably generous and a good way to live. Yeah. If my daughter's like, I'm sorry that I did that. I know you never do that because you're so perfect. It's like, okay, well, that oh, was yeah. kind of like a backhanded you compliment, know. but you did. Fine. You tried. We're training. Give you a 50%. <laughs> you know what? So when you're trying to manage your creative team, just remember... It starts when you apologize to your husband from not an angry place. Yep. <laughs> but my creative right? team is, I don't have a I creative don't, team, right? so right? I'm talking about my family. No, that's okay. I was just thinking like full full circle. Okay, for our segment. Yes. It's called Performance Review. Ooh. We're going to do not good. Wait, improv? Yeah. <gasps> Ooh. Yes. Because you didn't. I, it's your love language, Katie. I know. And I'm oh so gosh. good at it. <laughs> and it's a safe place. It's a safe place. And we'll say yes spot. and add too. Yes and. This leaf is a, is a performance review. Congratulations. <laughs> um, okay. So we're going to do two versions. We're going to call it Bad Boss, Good Boss. Ooh. You guess which one oh, I, okay. I am. Ooh. Okay. And you're going to have to respond. I'm so excited. Or maybe you should be the boss because you're having to use what you learned. Mm, okay. You be the boss. I'm the leader. You're the leader. Okay, so. Okay, um, welcome to my office. Oh, don't sit in that chair. That's oh, I'm my sorry. chair. I'm sorry. It sit was in just... this lower chair. Oh, okay. Uh, how about the floor? Just... The floor would be okay. great. I'll just sit over Hang here. Hang on, I'm going to pick up the floor pillow and put it in the trash. Oh, I'll just sit on this hardwood floor. That's right. We're here to talk about your performance. Okay. Um, well, I'd like to start with just... I'll begin talking first. Okay. Um, here's your performance review do you have any questions too bad don't ask questions because you're inferior i'm sorry was that clear i'm sorry you're inferior yeah I don't guess how much any... i make <laughs> more more than, more than you <laughs> make a wish i wish you got paid me too <laughs> me too thank you you're the best you know what you are welcome and thank you for saying that that means a lot to me thank you 
Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank okay. You. Get out. I'm sorry. Okay. Was that the? You just got one? a. Re- you just got a reverse phrase. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. I have a friend once that did a performance review, and she got an okay performance review, and she had to remind the boss that she'd been doing two jobs simultaneously, and he was like, "Oh yeah." She's like, "Wow. So not only did you just forget that, oh, no." But you also gave me, and then he's like, well, you're doing great. In that case. In that case, I forgot that you're doing two jobs, not forever. But I forgot to ever take that away. Anyway. Okay. Next one. Wow. Okay. Hi. uh, Oh, hey. Hey, I'm a little nervous. Am I early? Am I, I can just wait. No, no, of course. Wherever, whenever you arrive is the right time. Okay. Can I sit in your chair or? (laughs) Just sit in my lap. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Oh man, I feel so. I just decided there was close to you. There was also a different a, kind of bad boss. Right? Is this like shape? This is sexual harassment paperwork in HR. Or can I download that from online? <laughs> Woo! Okay. okay. I've, I'm gonna reprogram him okay, that's, for her. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. either way, that's inappropriate. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good boss for real this time. Hey. 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 Take a seat wherever you want. Okay. Thanks so much. Or do you want to get coffee in the break room? Whichever. Oh, no thanks. I brought my coffee, but thank you. Perfect. That's off. Okay. Thanks for the offer. Well, I've got these uh, cool creamers if oh. you want to. Ooh. Pumpkin. Pumpkin, yes. Pumpkin spice everything. Yes. I say. Hey, by the way, thanks a lot, Tay, <laughs> for all the <laughs> oh, work so you've hilarious. done. And oh, not only you. that, I noticed that you um, went above and beyond on like the, organizing the birthdays, which is like no oh one's official gosh. duty, but it Thank helps you. the team morale. And yeah. I noticed it meant a lot on my birthday. I know that Cheryl, she like cried about the thing. Well, and the, the money, it takes a lot to gather. And I just, well. something I noticed, I appreciate it. Thank you for Thank you. going above and beyond. Thank you for yeah. noticing. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, do you have any questions? Do you have any input? Do you have any suggestions for me? <gasps> oh my goodness. Well, um, no, I appreciate you. But if you could just like maybe meet with me more regularly. Oh, that would make me feel better because I'm a one and I need structure and direction. Hey, to feel that's... like I'm doing a good job. Yeah, actually, you know, all I ever hear is like another meeting. Yikes. So that is, that's good input. Yeah. I don't need money. I just need, I just Meetings. need, just trust, a trust nest. I just need a trust nest. Okay. I need to be able to be part of the conversation. Well, what if we just like meet once a month? Yeah. Okay. Or like a week or whatever. I mean, whatever works for you. Every day? Just, no, no bad idea, right? <laughs> How would I just sit on your lap? <laughs> Oh, that was great. That was a great boss. That's called good boss, bad employee. Yeah. Hey, whatever it takes. Uh, um, and I feel a trooper. equipped and empowered to be a uh, leader of a creative team now. Yeah. Or your family. Or my family, because I don't really have a, a creative team. And you know what? If you have no family yet, you ever... Uh, Never mind. I was going to say, everyone has a family, but I'm trying not to hurt anyone's <laughs> everyone, feelings. Everyone has a basement. Let's say you moved across. <laughs> That's an old call. I know. You moved across the United States, away from all your family. You're single, no kids, and you work for yourself in your home. You know, when you go to the grocery store. <laughs> Just call a meeting. Just ask the lady checking out if there's a way that you could have laid the stuff on the conveyor belt better for her. Better. This huh. is applicable to all. I think so. <laughs> I think so. It all applies. Your family is a creative team, right? And your boss, or your coworker, and your husband—it's all—it's all the same. One incestual, incestual group, group of business. 
don't know about that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and time marker that. <laughs> if you're hearing this, I just gave up on just time. Are you interested in working for yourself? Well, guess what? You already have very needed skills that people will pay big bucks for in the form of a virtual assistant. The Virtual Savvy Checklist and Starter Kit is your guide to starting your own at-home business. And in it, my girl Abby lays out the exact steps you need in order to start your business from home. Our listeners can get it for free at thevirtualsavvy.com slash lemonade. On the next podcast, we interview our real-life friend, Janae Hardy, on the joy of missing out. And it's about when you choose to miss out for the sake of your own values. Janae is a precious sweetheart angel and makes us all want to be better people. And you have to hear her interview. It is so good. Shaylee and Katie, the podcast was recorded in Springfield, Missouri. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, and our favorite spot of all, an iTunes review. Also, feel free to email us at shayleeandkatie at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Seriously, we love you. Mm-hmm.